Welcome to Men Alive, a biblical journey to help us conform to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks. Our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, consultant in adult education, director of Go Teach Global, and author of the book, Men Alive. Jim, in our series on the Beatitudes in number eight, Jesus says, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Paul, you and I were blessed to live most of our life in freedom. As young men, we had freedom to choose, choose a career, choose whom to ask to be our wife. We were blessed with many choices, where to live and what church to attend. That is not true for Christians living in many countries we have visited. Choices for Christians in those countries are affected by family patriarchs, economics, prejudices, religious leaders, and or government mandates. Christians living under those controls understand what Jesus meant when he taught, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. You worked with persecuted Christians, Paul, for over 40 years. How are Christians blessed by persecution? It may be helpful, Jim, for us to explain what we mean by persecution. Good point, Pablo. The most helpful explanation I have heard related to the root meaning of the word persecution. In essence, it means to pursue. If one is being persecuted, they are being pursued. But one asks, who is doing the pursuing? That is the question. There is only one enemy our pursuer. His name is the adversary, the devil, and sometimes called Satan. When we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior, God's Holy Spirit comes to live inside us. Satan hates the Holy Spirit. So he, Satan, now pursues us to stop the Holy Spirit inside us from influencing our thinking, our actions, our words, and thereby causing others to consider receiving Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. Satan is our pursuer. He is the one who is pursuing Jesus in us to shut us up, shut us out, and shut us off. Satan has very little interest in us. It is Jesus in us that he hates. Every time Satan hears us speak, he hears Jesus' words coming through us. Every time we praise God with our lips, Satan hears Jesus praising the Father through us. Every time we show love and kindness and forgiveness, Satan writhes in agony that he is failing to shut down Jesus inside us. Satan is our pursuer our persecutor. But it is important for our listeners to remember that our enemy is not the government rulers or religious leaders or our relatives or the rowdy mobs that attack us. Those are all pawns in Satan's hands. We have only one enemy, Satan. He happens to use rulers and religious leaders and relatives and rowdies and rich people to oppress us, speak against us, and persecute us. So, Pablo, give our listeners some principles of blessings people have experienced from being persecuted for righteousness' sake. In our Standing Strong Through the Storm seminar, we teach five ways God uses problems and persecution in our lives. God uses problems and persecution to direct you. Sometimes it seems as though God lights a fire under us to get us moving. 
Problems and pressures often point us in a new direction and motivate us to change. Is God trying to get your attention? Proverbs 20 verse 30 in the TEV version says, Sometimes it takes a painful situation to make us change our ways. God uses problems and persecution to inspect you. People are like tea. If you want to know what's inside them, just drop them in hot water. Has God ever tested your faith with a problem? What do problems reveal about you? In James 1, 2-3, in the NCV translation, When you have many kinds of troubles, you should be full of joy, because you know that these troubles test your faith, and this will give you patience. Thirdly, God uses problems and persecution to correct you. Some lessons we learn only through pain and failure. Perhaps when you were a child, your parents told you not to touch a hot stove, but you probably learned by touching the stove and getting burned. David said that the punishment God gave him was the best thing that could have happened to me, for it taught me to pay attention to your laws. That's Psalm 119, verses 71 to 72 in the Living Bible. Fourthly, God uses problems and persecution to protect you. Persecution may be a blessing in disguise if it prevents you from being harmed by something more serious. Pastor Okoke in East Africa was unjustly held in prison for three and a half years, but during that time, over 400 of his tribal members were killed in one raid that would have targeted him had he been at home. He said, After that news, the toilet hole in my prison cell was hardly noticed again. God has graciously kept me alive. Last year, a friend was fired from his job for refusing to do something that was wrong that his boss had asked him to do. His unemployment was a problem, but it saved him from being convicted and sent to prison a year later when management's actions were eventually discovered. Genesis 50 verse 20, You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. And finally, God uses problems and persecution to perfect you. Problems, when responded to correctly, are character builders. God is far more interested in your character than your comfort. Your relationship to God and your character are two things you are going to take with you into eternity. Romans 5, 3-4 in the Living Bible says, We can rejoice when we run into problems. They help us learn to be patient, and patience develops strength of character in us and helps us to trust God more each time, until finally our hope and faith are strong and steady. God is at work in your life, even when you do not recognize it or understand it. But it's much easier and more profitable when you cooperate with Him. This is the way to victory. Here on Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham, we are offering a free PDF of our new devotional booklet, Live the Jesus Way. Request it by sending Dr. Jim an email at menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. That's menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Our topic today is the eighth beatitude of Jesus. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So persecution is a blessing if it permits us to practice responding to events the way Christ did. 1 Peter 3.9 tells us, Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult, but with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. 
Persecution may be a blessing if it redirects our eyes and heart from materialism toward God and his ability to provide our daily bread. Luke 6.33 While God created all things and is the source of all we have, he does not condone our allowing things and money to usurp his first place in our lives. The prosperity that he so freely gives us and wants us to have is indeed a blessing until it takes the place of God. Materialism is thus the attitude that says money, property, possessions, physical comforts, as well as worldly fame and honor are the most important things in life. Not to say there is no God, but to say we don't have any need for God. The Western world has become infected with this affluenza. Materialism is the subtlest trap of Satan. We can have all the Christian externals and yet be complete materialists in our hearts. For Christians, materialism is much like the frog in a pan of water that is slowly being heated. He boils to death because he does not realize the danger quickly enough to jump out of the pot before it's too late. Persecution may also be a blessing as it increases our awareness and support for the needy among us. Malachi 3, 10 and 12 says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't be able to have room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Your crops will be abundant, for I will guard them from insects and disease. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Then all the nations will call you blessed, for your land will be such a delight, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Let me tell about Daniel a Chinese brother living in Singapore. When I debriefed him, he just sat in the chair shaking his head in unbelief. He had just returned from his first extensive visit to the People's Republic of China. Now in the freedom of his home city, he was trying to assimilate and communicate all the impressions and the messages he had received. How would you summarize what you learned on your visit, Daniel? I asked. He continued to shake his head and smile. Finally, he began to speak. Probably by my visit to one particular house church, he slowly replied. It numbers several hundred believers who have had a lot of persecution over the past years. I asked them how they'd been victorious and even grown in numbers during such terrible experiences. They quickly replied, telling me three things. First, obedience to the word of God. Second, communication with God, that is, prayer. And third, love for the brothers and sisters. This group memorized one chapter of the Bible every week. They began doing this because of a lack of Bibles, but continued doing so after they realized the blessing it brought to their lives. So persecution may be a blessing if it increases our hunger to read and memorize God's holy word. And persecution may be a blessing if it permits lessons to be shared that help prepare others to stand strong through their coming storms. What if there is no one to encourage us? What if we are all alone in our time of need? Our greatest battles, calamities, or tests often come just moments before our greatest blessings. Consider the story of King David at Ziklag as told in 1 Samuel. David was being pursued by the Amalekites. They had raided his hometown of Ziklag, burned all the buildings to the ground, and taken the women and the children and all their possessions. David's 600 mighty men wept till they could weep no more. Then they turned on David in their anger and threatened to kill him. Scripture says, David encouraged himself in the Lord. 
prayed, and God gave a solution that brought a great victory. Shortly thereafter, because King Saul and his sons had been killed in a battle, David was anointed king of Judah. Persecution may bring a subsequent blessing that is disproportionately better than the immediate difficulty or pain. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Let's make certain our persecution is for being righteous, not for being foolish. Then we can be certain that the kingdom of God is ours to experience forever, even if we face imprisonment, torture, or death for our faith in Jesus Christ. There you have it, men. Remember to order your free PDF copy of our new offer, Live the Jesus Way, following and living the teaching of our Master. Request it at menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. That's menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Men Alive is a production of Go Teach Global. Visit our website at goteachglobal.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks, on behalf of Dr. Jim Cunningham, encouraging you to become Men Alive, transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. <music>